My uninvited maladies bid farewell as abruptly as they turned up. Bizarre. As I gratefully enjoyed my renewed wellness, not to mention the remaining courses of our dinner, Guillet pinpointed what transpired. My blood pressure, for some reason, had rapidly dropped. And if anything like this ever happens again, just bend down and put your head on the table. We were actually in a booth, so you could have laid down there and felt better. Getting up actually made it worse, he helpfully advised. Did you hear what he said? My brain asked. You weren't imagining it at all, and if you hadn't ignored it, maybe you could have avoided all of this drama. Yeah, mm, sorry about that, my mind gingerly owned up. My mistake. I'll take your advice next time. As I played Monday morning quarterback on what came about that night and nursed my forehead sore bump after that chummy encounter with the bathroom door, I marveled at how I kept downplaying what was going on. Just the same, it wasn't actually a mystery why I dismissed it all. In truth, the reason is pretty straightforward. Guillet and I were having a superb time. Scrumptious food surrounded us in a cushy establishment, and I didn't want anything to monkey with that. I mean, really, who faints on her husband in a stylish dress at a fancy restaurant on her birthday of all days? The night just wasn't supposed to go that way. It's too random, and when it came to nipping that inconvenient randomness in the bud, my mind meant business. I reframed it, spun it, minimized it, disregarded it, and avoided it, right up until it landed me on the restaurant floor. What happened? Denial is what happened, and I can't emphasize this too much. We all do it. As a general rule, I'm not inclined to use absolute words like all, none, always, or never. But in a few cases, I make an exception, and this is one of them. We all have a hodgepodge of tools we can use to ward off what we'd rather not face. And not only that, the art of escapism is peppered across the layers of human life. As my story makes clear, we can deny what's within us. But as I said in the introduction, our talent at shirking the unpleasant fans out much farther to our very identity, to our relationships with others and our life circumstances, to the society and culture we inhabit, and even to the more solemn issues of life and death. We'll be taking a guided tour of these layers in the coming chapters. But first, let's pause and get our bearings on what it is that we're really talking about here. What is denial? According to Merriam-Webster, we've had denial in the English language for hundreds of years, and its definition illustrates the mixed bag of situations we can deny. Here are a few. 1. Refusal to acknowledge a person or a thing. 2. Self-denial. Denial of oneself. A restraint or limitation of one's own desires or interests. 3. A psychological defense mechanism in which confrontation with a personal problem or with reality is avoided by denying the existence of the problem or reality. Although the third definition presents denial more pointedly as a psychological defense, as we'll soon see, 
the refusal to acknowledge a person or thing, or not allowing yourself to do something you want, can also, arguably, be a means of defending ourselves. Sigmund Freud, one of the most influential figures in the field of psychiatry, first put forward the image of denial as something we do to steer clear of thoughts that we don't want to admit to ourselves. Later, his daughter, Anna Freud, who went on to become a notable figure in her own right, was really the one who talked about denial as a psychological defense. She proposed that denial allows us to tweak our understanding of and perspective on an unsettling sphere of life that we'd rather avoid. Now, even though I'm not exactly a Freud fan, I have to take my hat off to the Freuds for giving us the language to describe an all-too-human tendency to safeguard ourselves.